today we're kind of preparing we're talking about like a brand new message for this as we approach a new year 2021 like i am so thankful we have a fresh new year right upon us right like i can't wait to say okay god like i think every single one of us is done with with this last year with 2020 i think it will forever be in the history books and and in the pop culture um, articles about what 2020 was like for for many many of us i'm so thankful we get to look ahead and we've got two one sunday before the new year and then the next week we'll have a couple of days right fresh into the new year so i thought about god like what what can we focus our heart on what can we put in our hearts in our mind what, what can we focus our time into and and it's just it's the same it's like just seek me right just trust me step into to my kingdom and my will and my thoughts so today we're going to be spending our time in matthew 6. Um, turn with me in your bible matthew 6 33 through 34. i love this scripture it is another one of my favorites i've shared this one before and i thought it'd be appropriate to to come back again this year so before we read let me just say before you put pen to paper before you start planning for next year many of you have big events coming next summer right several moves for our coast guard families um, many of you are making big decisions for what's ahead i know some of you are super excited about what god is doing like a fresh start a brand new life ahead a brand new chapter in life ahead and some of you are, are worrying and anticipating oh my gosh not another year like like what we had this year you just say just clear your desk like wipe that out of your heart if you can and to say god yes we we have things that are coming ahead. We're either excited or we're not. But I want to hear you. I want to hear what your will is for this next year. I want to hear what your will is for me specifically. And let me pray before we read. Father, we want to know your will. There's a new year upon us. We, some of us are anxious about it. Take that anxiety away. Father, some of us are excited about the things that we can just see on the horizon. Father, remind us that, that you are in control and that you are guiding. Let us be thankful. Fill us with joy and fill us with a confidence that you will work all things out and are at work right now. Father, be with those families that have lost during these last several months due to pandemic, lost loved ones and family and friends. Father, be with those and heal those that are on our first line medical community that are serving and loving uh, the best that they can. And I thank you for using them. Father, give them peace and let them know they can have hope um, that, yes, we should work as hard as we can, Father, but everything else we give to you. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 6, 34 says but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day 
has enough trouble of its own. Like seek first his kingdom. I mean, God's talking about the ultimate priority list, right? He's, he's not talking about, I, I want to be somewhere in your top 10 priority lists. I want to be your priority. And, and what's amazing is having God as the top priority doesn't mean that, okay, but what do I do about my spouse, right? Like, what do I do about my career? Wh which one do I put first? Like seeking God first actually sets the priority for everything else. It gives us the ability to love our spouses the way he loves us, right? It gives us the ability to just give everything we have to work, to serve in a way that's God honoring when he's first. Like, and the opposite isn't true, right? And you've experienced that. When I put my job first, above God, above my spouse, above my kids, like my home is wrecked. <laughs> like I lose my relationships. Like they're not as fulfilling and they don't work the way God wanted them to, right? When I put my spouse above God, who's guilty of that? Like I've been married 23 years and there's been some years where I chased after trying to make my spouse happy and seeking them for my own personal fulfillment, right? First and before God. And it doesn't work. Like none of this priority wise, it just doesn't work that way. But seeking God first and his kingdom and his righteousness puts everything else in a proper order and it works. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So it's not just a priority seeking God first, it's the priority. And I know it's my job to sit here and talk about this, right? Like here's another spiritual lesson, but seriously, like, if you had to write down in your journal, which I hope that you journal on a daily basis, I hope that you write down the scripture and get into the word. Can you write down my number one priority in life is seeking God? Like my number one, the number one, the thing I do every day, whether it's the first thing you do or in the middle of the day is I get into God's word and I write down scripture. I say it out loud, like I pray through it. Can you say that? I seek God first above everything else. So a lot of times when we make these priority lists, it's, it's very revealing of our agenda. Like if I had to write down my priorities right now, one through 10, would it be my career? Would it be, you know, if I'm college age, would it be graduating or just getting through the semester? or maybe that internship or going on that next interview, right? Or meeting that person I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. Like, what is it that is in your heart? The thing that's just, you wake up and you go to sleep thinking about, like that is a hint and a clue about your own agenda, your priority list. So back in my junior year in college where I met Myra, we attended Sam Houston State University, go Bearcats. And um, while I was there, I was a designer, graphic designer, and I also weighted tables. I actually got to design the Bearcat logo on the, on the side of the football helmet and on the football field. Um, that's my claim to fame, graphic designer back in the day. And, um, but I told Myra when we first started dating, I think we were dating for about six months at this point, I said, I'm actually transferring to University of Washington. I want to finish in Seattle 
and then finished with communications was my focus. And I said, I don't know if you want to date me, right? Because I'm, I'm heading out pretty soon. Literally, I got on a plane, flew to Seattle, my first plane trip, um, used my rent money, right? My college tips to pay for this, this plane ride and landed in Seattle. Got to, my friend took me to see the Olympic Peninsula mountain range. We got to see Black Bear, uh, Snoqualmie Falls. Like it was incredible. Like I had this mind blowing experience. I went and got a job at Outback Steakhouse waiting tables and at um, University of Washington as a graphic designer. When I transferred in, they, they said that they'd be able to talk to me and, and plug me in right away once I, once I was there to continue graphic design. And I thought like, this is it. Um, even looked at um, a Microsoft internship and I just went home and I, I, said, I told my parents, I said, this is what I wanna do. I'm so excited about the future. And within just a few hours of landing and having that dinner with my parents, I think we were Papacito Seafood in Houston, Texas. I had come to learn that my vehicle had been stolen. I had an awesome 240SX. My vehicle in Huntsville, Texas at school had been stolen. And the guy had like got in trouble and took off to California with it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I was, it was mind blowing. Like here I am with my agenda and my plan. And next thing I know, literally the rug is getting pulled out from underneath me. And I, I thought, you know what, as horrible as it was, we could re recoup the car or figure that out. But I was still on my way to Seattle. Within the next 60 days, it became obvious. I was struggling to get to school, to get to work, to just pay the bills. We were paying our own way through college. And I started seeking God going, God, I, I have like a thousand dollars left. Do I spend my last thousand dollars and just get to Seattle without a car? Or is, or is there something else that you want me to do? And three months later, I find myself back at home, like every college person's dream, right? Back at home, sitting in my sister's room on a twin bed with pink painted walls. <laughs> I had to move back home and start completely over. And I'm in the room just going, God, like, really? Is this your plan? It's like, is this what you really had for me this year? Like my dream and every, everything I want to do is waiting for me in Seattle, Washington. Please help me get there. I had to get to the point where I had to just admit, right? I am not in control. Like God is the one in control. He knew all along how this thing was going to go. Like he knew what was in my heart. He knew what my desire was. But he actually knew the storm that was coming, that I would be essentially just back to square one, literally back to square one in the place I'd never thought I'd be. But he knew that he could use this to get my attention again, to get my focus back on him and say, okay, like I literally don't have anything going for me right this second. Like I'm barely hanging on to this relationship with my girlfriend. I mean, no car, like hanging back at mom's house, junior year in college and have no plan and no clue how to move forward. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. 
the lesson that I'm trying to share in this story, in this scripture is seek first his kingdom. No matter what's going on in your life, like just stop and seek him first. Whether you're like me, whether all your plans were derailed and you're like, all right, like, I don't know what's next. I hit a brick wall or whether you're having a great year and things are going your way. It's, it's like even more important then like stop and just say, okay, God, like gut check. Is this what you'd have me do? Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things are given to you as well. So if you're like me, a lot of times before you get to the part where you seek God and his kingdom, you what? You seek counsel and advice from friends, from parents. Like it, and scripture doesn't say that. It doesn't say, hey, go seek, go seek your parents' advice on this first. Like go seek your friends, see what they see what they'd have you do. You know, some of my friends are like, dude. Just stay here. You got a thousand dollars. Like get get back on your feet. You know, some of my friends are like, hey, no, just go to Seattle, man. Get you a plane ticket or a bus ticket. And just get up there. Like get started. After praying for several weeks, I remember sharing with Myra, I feel like I'm supposed to just buy a computer, stay here, and and get life going again. And it made it made no sense to me. I'm literally like buying a computer and staying home in my sister's bedroom at my parents' house. And that that's what we wound up doing. I wound up staying home. I bought a computer and I had to put my plan on hold and just say, all right, God, I trust you. I trust you. Seek first his kingdom. So a lot of you are saying, yeah, but like, how do I start? Like this whole seek first thing, like, where do we start with that? And I want to say, I always start, even today, even right before I got up and started speaking, was just start with being thankful, right? Be thankful for where you are and what you have right now. Thankfulness is the fastest and clearest way to get to God's heart, right? Think about it. When I am thankful, I'm actually start to look at the things in my life that I know God provided look at where I am, where God had brought me, right? Instead of what, focusing on all the stuff that didn't work out. Like, right, that's what human nature does. We focus on the negative things that people say. We focus on the, the terrible things in our life that's happening or not working. Like, I could have been focused on that dude who stole, stole my niece on 240. Like, right? Like, he ruined my life. He ruined all my plans. Like, that would have that just ate me alive. You know, and I just started with being thankful. Thank you, God. I have a twin bed in a pink bedroom. <laughs> right? Like, who, which college kids is thankful for that? Thank you, God. I'm back at my parents' house. Like, it's so not what I wanted. But I was thankful that I had somewhere to be. I was thankful that I had a roof over my head. I was thankful that I could at least invest in a computer. I started building websites right at that time when the, when the internet started taking off with web, start with thankfulness, be thankfulness. Start with thankfulness, be thankful. This quote from G.K. Chesterton says it well, when it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. Like that's it. I, I think God sometimes says, hey, just be thankful. And when things come our way, a 
Are we going to be critical or are we going to be grateful? I mean, a lot of times I just have to say, and maybe you can practice this, God, I don't know why this is happening, but I trust you and thank you for using it. Thank you for using it to get a hold of my attention. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 28 says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. It finishes and says in verse 23, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It starts off to say, be thankful. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. It starts off in Thessalonians, it says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, right? And this is like that super spiritual, like take your vitamins sort of scripture. Like, I don't feel like doing this, right? <laughs> like, like so many times when, when these things happen, like when that dude stole my car, like literally, I'll share this with you. I spent two days in his apartment, like waiting for him to come back. And I think I even had had his baseball bat ready just in case, like I had to defend myself. Like I wanted my car back. And I remember thinking, Larry, this is crazy. Like, what are you going to do really if he shows up with your car? Are you really going to get into it with him with a baseball bat? That's what my heart wanted. That's what my flesh wanted. And I went home and I, I told Myron, I think I told my mom, like, it's crazy. Like, I, if I get the car back, I'll get it back. And slowly a process of forgiveness, right? Like, I forgive this dude. I don't know what he's doing, um, but he's ruining my life and I forgive him. Working through that process of forgiveness allowed me to step into being thankful always. And I'm, and I'm like, God, I don't know what you're doing right now, but I'm thankful that you're in control of things. Like that is what I want us to hold on to in 2021. Just to be able to say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I know it's for our good. And I know you can use this. Even guys, sometimes, and I've been through this so many times that I care to even recount, but even losing friends and loved ones, I've ultimately get get on my knees and say, God, like I miss this person. I love them. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why pandemics happen. I don't understand why years like 2020 happen. But I love you. I know you love me and I trust you. We need God more than ever. We need God now more than ever. We need more of him in our lives. We need more of his spirit. And guys, to get on that path, to truly experience what he has for us, he says, be thankful, rejoice always, pray continually. This is my will for you. So as we start off this new year, 
Let's start there. Let's pray daily and say, Father, show us your will. Let's get in his word and just worship and rejoice him through it, right? Let's let our prayers be filled with his word. Start in this Matthew 6, 33. Like start in, in Thessalonians 5, 16 through 28. Like start here. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready to experience something new this year. I'm ready. I'm so ready for a fresh start. I'm so ready just for God to show up and say, I'm using you and show us that he's using us, that he has a plan and there is a path right here in our own community to share the truth of his word and to share the hope that we have through Jesus Christ. For those of you who, that have been Christians for a long time, let me just say, start new now. Say, God, I'm putting you first, right, on the priority list. I'm putting you first. I'm going to get in the word. I'm going to journal it and meditate it and pray on your word. Father, I'm going to give up anxiety and control. I'm going to give up those things that tempt me, right? And I'm just going to focus on you and not be distracted this year. He will fill you with love and peace and hope. Just as we just celebrated through Christmas, he will give you those things if you put him first. And for those who have not crossed the line yet to say, I'm in this, I believe this, I believe Christ came for me, I believe he died for me because I am imperfect, I'm a sinner, and I believe he rose again for me. Like guys, that's real. It happened a little more than 2,000 years ago. It happened. There were more than 500 eyewitnesses that saw it. It's recorded. You can read it in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. If you just want more information about who Christ was, and if he, if he truly did die for you, and if he's the only way, I'd love to talk with you. Message me directly. You, a lot of you have my number and in an email, email me or call me or just talk to someone um, in the church and just say, hey, tell me more about what this means to follow Christ. Like, that's why we're here. Like, that's why we're here to follow him and to share his love and the hope that we have with the people around us until he comes back the second time. Love you guys. I'm so grateful we get to have a fresh start. Join us again next weekend and we'll continue this talk. We'll do part two of Seek First. Let's pray. Father, I am so thankful we get a fresh start. I'm so thankful this entire life is just a constant reminder of a do-over. And I am, I am thankful that it is only because of Christ that we have that. Father, we love you. I thank you that you're with each of us right now, wherever we're watching this message. Father, for those that are that are done doing this life their own way, that want to give that anxiety up to you, Father, the control up over to you, I pray that, that you allow them to know that you are there right now and you're ready to take that with you and replace it with your love through Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the gift of eternity. Thank you for walking with us, even through the dark times. Father, I thank you for redeeming us back to you and helping us carry out the work 
left here on this earth while we're on this fallen world to share your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it. The sun is going down. I don't know if you guys get to see this. It is phenomenal out today. I wish I was at one of the mountaintops, like speaking. Um, I've fully recovered, except for energy-wise. Um, our whole household has. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you guys again for loving us so well and taking time to love our community during this during this pandemic. We will likely start to have in-person services starting again next weekend. Um, stay tuned via email and Facebook, um, and we'll text everybody that we can just to keep you posted. But I can't wait till we're all back together to celebrate again together, to hug one another again, right? Be normal. Until then, keep seeking God. Like, keep asking him to fill you with joy. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Well, this is the part of the service where we'll worship through tithes and offerings. Um, if you haven't already, you can click on Give Online, set up a, a monthly or, or weekly recurring giving. Um, you can also send a check to the church. 216 Mill Bay Road. And let me just say thank you again for your generosity. We've been able to help so many families during this tough time. Those that are out of work um, provided Thanksgiving meals for several families, Christmas presents, like literally just things. We've teamed up with the Salvation Army and Brother Francis Shelters to pay utility bills, um, to help with rent payments, to buy groceries, deliver groceries, and just Several people in our church have volunteered to be a part of just um, connecting with people, praying with people over the phone to remind them that God loves them and there's hope because of Christ. Thank you for how you're supporting our church in this ministry that we do. We couldn't, we couldn't do it without you. Um, may God bless you. I hope you guys have an awesome new year and I look forward to seeing you soon.